Ah, there we go. And what's up, Hung? What's up, Tyler? Here. As I get this, uh, as I get my uh, situation situated. The situation situated. You you love to see it. I, man, man, I struggle. Here we go. All right, cool. So I was just sending this out to a couple people. We'll see uh, who who joins. Is it even an AVP if it doesn't start with Chris looking angry at the, his phone? Why are you always <laughs> angry at your phone? Well, it's not working right. It ain't right. It ain't right. <laughs> You'll love it. As I uh, log on to my untapped, because a lot of these questions is might use our untapped. I know. I had to go look at like my sours and there's like five different categories for sours. So I'm like really confused on where to look at. Where to look at? Uh-huh. First of all, um electrical and computer are are peripherally related, but they are not a, the exact same thing. So I rest my case. Anyway, uh, what you drinking, buddy? I am drinking one of my favorite beers from Love City Brewing Company here in Philadelphia, which somebody asked, what's my favorite brewery, uh, brewery in Philly? Well, it was favorite breweries in Philly. That is definitely uh, one of them. Love City Brewing Company, they also sponsored our Kickstarter, so I have to give a shout out to them. But they have a beer called Double Eraser Hood, which... I tried their eraser hood and I really enjoy it. And then they came out with this. So their eraser hoods like uh, IPA at 7.2. This is their double hazy. Ooh. And it's 9.3. And it kicks my butt every single time. So. True. I am not feeling the greatest. So I had a Tavor beer a double dry hop that I wanted to drink, but I don't feel like I could quite enjoy it properly right now. So instead, I'm just going to go for an old reliable, which is Derail Fog Monster. It's a New England IPA. Very solid. Very drinkable. Crushable. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Speaking of uh, crushable, no. I don't. I don't know where we were going with that. Oh, but, uh, well, this is the Valentine's Day episode, essentially. So there, there's crushable. There's the tie-in. You know, Happy Valentine's Day. You see my pink armpits. Um, <laughs> you love your pink armpits, man. <laughs> but uh, no, welcome. We have a bunch of questions that were asked of us uh, throughout the day. So we're gonna probably just go through those. Talk about different. Uh, different topics and unfortunately the first topic that we have to talk about i almost sent it to you to be the basis of the whole ig live and i was like you know what i really don't want to we'll just leave it to the people 
And the people wanted to have us please talk about Gorilla Glue Girl. Ew. So, so for me, for me, I, uh, I, I was told or shown the video of her and then of like someone making fun of her or maybe it was the other way around. <laughs> it is Raven. Sorry. Raven is people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Harry has a very real question. I almost dropped the sticker off the other day. Uh, I'll be in Reading on the week of like the 22nd. I'll connect with Harry then and get him a sticker because Kickstarter. Uh, we deliver when we can, whenever that is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I saw it and I was just like, like, wow, that's dumb. But then it's like the more you think about it, I watched the video a couple more times and we were ta we were talking about it and it's kind of like, ah, she was kind of freaking out in the video. It was a little, it was a little, uh, a little uncomfortable to watch, mm -hmm. honestly. For me, what did you, what did you think of it? Um, I had heard things going on in the internet and just in true me fashion, just kind of didn't pay attention to it right away. Cause I I just I didn't get it. Um, part of part of something that we talk about on this on the show a lot is the fact that we need to bring in more black women to speak on things because that's a perspective that we don't get to honestly talk from. And so I that was one of the reasons why I was very cautious about even bringing up this topic in the first place because I honestly don't do much to my hair like I. Shampoo it, and that's about it. A shampoo it? I might get a haircut every once in a while. That's about it. Yeah, we're um, pretty minimalistic when it comes to our hair. That's for sure. Right, and so there, there was a lot to, um, there's, there's a lot to, to speak about it. The amount of things that I know, specifically black women, have put in their hair uh, throughout time in order to, especially. I think part of this conversation also goes into the pressure of not allowing black women to wear their natural hair and how that is perceived in the work for, in the workplace. I think there's a whole conversation, there's a whole episode that we need to do about hair. And then even we can go uh, even deeper with black women in their hair. Um, so Gorilla Glue, initial thought, no, exactly. Not Gorilla Glue, though. Right, exactly. Uh, and I agree, like, Gorilla Glue, are you fucking kidding me? However, I I don't know what was happening in that moment. I, I'm not going to sit here and judge somebody for for the tragic, you know, uh, predicament that they ended up putting themselves yeah. in. I, I, it, this, this sucks. And, and when looking at that video, it does kind of seem like a... Uh, cry for help at the end of the day for me and um did you see that video of her in the hospital or the photo of her in the hospital yep. like it's like oof man that is it's tough it's real tough superior shea butter yo shout out from get, hung though get you some superior shea butter 
not straight from Japan, but straight from Ghana. So my my, my two cents, my two cents really. There's a product called Gorilla Snot. Yeah, that is used for laying down your edges. It's not to be confused with Gorilla Glue. So I actually saw that pop up a couple times throughout the little Twitter feeds that I was looking through. So okay. I don't know if that's enough to justify it, but it is. It's in conversation, yeah. and I think at the very same same time as you're looking. I guess she was like glue to be. I think is the product. So I can see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where, oh, this is where blue. This decision was made. Yeah, I'm not agreeing that this blue. was the right decision. Obviously, it was not the right decision. But um, I don't know. I, I, I think she's also been dragged very much through through uh, social media. Uh, that's not necessarily, yeah, got to be glue. Got to be. That's what it is. Uh, and I don't know. I, I think I, at one point is like, if it's a clout chasing thing, then yeah, drag, drag away. Uh, if it was like a latch, like a, a very honest, like fucking help me type of moment, then I don't know. There, there's a lot of things that I have to, uh, right. There, there, there's a lot. Gorilla Snout sounds like an alpha drink. Huh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, man, that's disgusting. But uh, I hope you guys don't, don't hate it much if we decide to just move forward with this conversation because again saying i i don't have a very good career uh on log off i don't have a really good place to like come from and, and talk about this yeah yeah i'm in i'm in the same boat yeah and for for me the only thing is my sympathies go out to uh her for having to go through this i'm not going to really divulge in or like judge her based off of this decision that she made it was her decision she made it she did the damn thing but um yeah she did the damn thing yeah and hung has no dungeons and dragons tonight so he's with us for the long haul oh it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. which is good because hung makes up a good chunk of questions coming up <laughs> Like all, like ninety percent of them. Yeah. So, I wish I would have done more research on this one, but I think it's a really interesting conversation. What beer would you pair with certain foods? Steak, salmon, Chinese takeout, and I would like to say IPAs. <laughs> Just across the board. <laughs> all of the IPAs. Oh no, you got to think of this like wine. Like what? what I think it's like anything that you talk about when you're talking about parents is like what. Compliment? Okay, yeah. Like for me, I think something something like a steak. Uh, you probably want something dry, like dry that really cuts cuts something fatty. Usually, you want something alcoholic that's going to cut that fat. I believe. I I read like half an article at one time about pairings, so I think I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, an IPA would be good for something that's really fatty and rich. Um, for something like fish, I might do something lighter, maybe like a, maybe like a Pilsner maybe, or like something along those lines, a wheat beer of some sort. I was thinking Pilsner or, or something wheat. Um, I was thinking yeah. about, I don't know, like what, what, what do you get out of some like farmhouses and saisons? Like you get that lemongrass type of like. Yeah, but when I think maybe for a saison, but when I think farmhouse, I'm thinking more like funk, 
like funky. Right. So maybe Saison then. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could I could I can get behind that. And now if you're going Chinese takeout, I would I would actually I would take down the uh the route of like um Japanese beers, to be honest. Um I, I would Wow. No, Tyler, how insensitive are you? No, it, no something lighter. It, it's like, if you're going to go and try something different than like a Miller Lite or something, I, I think that's the way I would still still go with that. Hmm. I guess you would, I guess for like Chinese, it depends, like Chinese takeout, it really depends. What are you getting? Right. One. Oh, like, tacos? Tacos. Oh. Am I like a Corona? No. <laughs> with tacos. What would I do with them? I would do something like that, though, like a Vienna lager or... Uh, I, I was going to go... There, there are so many variations of a Mexican yes. lager that I would I would try yeah. something like that. Something something cr like a, a crisp, light Vienna lager would probably be my go-to there. Yeah, easily. Um. So, yeah, I, I think when you look at... And this is the interesting part about craft beer for me is when you look at food, uh, and this is where I get irritated when you discuss like, oh, like black people aren't into craft, like don't like craft beer. It's getting into that conversation of like, oh, okay, well, but like flavor, like flavor is a very important thing. And I think there are a lot of flavors oh, that... <laughs> hi, Marcius. Oh, hi, <laughs> <laughs> What kind of delivery do we have here? Oh, these are just packings for February. Good morning, Jamaica's and Nick's only mugs. Are you really plugging this on, on the... On... Wait till we get some... Uh, <laughs> Hello, Chris. I miss you. How are you, friend? I'm good. How are you, Mr. Upstairs Neighbor? I'm, I'm great. Nice to see your face. Wow. Most people don't say that. <laughs> you have a nice face. You have a great thing. Oh, this is good. Right? Yeah, I like that. So that was like my favorite one that I was telling everybody when we went there. I was like, oh, I love this beer. And then they, like, right after we left, they made a double version hazy of it. Oh, that's on period. Yeah, someone from 7.2 to 9.3. I love it. Hair compliments. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the pink light. I'm so sorry. See, I need. <laughs> I'm going to let y'all do y'all's thing. One sip. One sip. And already not too much. happen when you drink tequila so you should have known something bad was going to happen i didn't drink the tequila yet but it will happen but you planned on it the universe is already telling you it's already spying against me yep yep exactly right hey i hope you keep enjoying your live happy thursday yo. oh is this a welcome to studio b everybody is this just a hangout now it is move this to google hangouts Hello? Amanda, Amanda, would you like to try beer? <laughs> oh.
you were just hyping that beer up for like five minutes just to have that review. I know. I know. Oh. Everything went like this. I saw Hung, uh, Hung asked the question, best beer for uh, morning pancakes. I would go, obviously, with a breakfast stout. Yeah, get a breakfast stout, oatmeal stout, some kind of shit. Come on, I love me a good, a good coffee stout, though. Yo, see, Marquise knows what's up. Look, because they have the coffee stout at Sly Fox, and that yep. one, I can have this during breakfast. Right. With a good French toast, not on some pancakes, but French toast, yes. See? <laughs> why, why French toast and not pancakes? It's French toast, then waffles, then pancakes. I apologize for causing violence in y'all's chat. <laughs> That will be. We're gonna have a breakfast edition of this one day, and we're just gonna like talk about all the styles. All the styles. I'm gonna bring some more stuff in here. Okay, so yeah. Do, do you think? Okay. And you can you can jump in whenever you want. <laughs> it, this is informal anyway. Oh, uh oh, Jazz does not agree oh. with you. I think. So yeah. wrong. What? Duck Mary Kill. French toast, pancakes, water. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what I was saying was there's a lot of flavor within craft beer, which can be paired with food. I don't know about you, but I love food. And that's where I just think that there's a lot to be explored within the craft beer world, especially with black people. So to uh, necessarily like rule out black people from craft beer, I just think is, I, I, I don't know. I think that's one of those things that when I see people do that, it's a very deliberate attempt to continue to exclude people. He's always been wrong about this. He'll learn one day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I'm going to die on that hill because that's that's what I truly believe. I, I, I think that there are so many flavors because when we're talking about pairings, there are so many varieties of IPAs. That's why I said IPAs pair with everything is because there's so many varieties of every single type of beer that because of the different flavor profiles, they will work with whatever you're eating. So as long as you understand flavor, you can understand craft beer. Yeah. And also plug our episode with Corey, where we asked him that question about uh, pairing food with beers. And he's just kind of like, well, you know, at this point, like, Beers are so, like, aggressively hopped that it's just a mouthful of hops anyway. Just pick something that you enjoy to drink. And it's kind of nowadays in terms of, like, craft beer. Obviously, there's, like, certain things. Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to sit there and drink this heavy-ass pastry stout with, with your dinner or something, you know. But, but you like, have in general, yeah. <laughs> In general, you know, it's more about the drink rather than the food right. instead of, like, the pair. So, next question. It's an aggressive shift. Okay. Um, I love hung. Oh, oh, no. Is craft beer environmentally friendly? And how can we make it more sustainable? And so I will start off by saying, fuck no, because the water waste alone is... So much water and grain. Water water and grain, for sure. Um, they're, 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 it, it's actually a big issue in, in brewing 
from what I was reading, you know, it's, and it's a longstanding issue. Um, how do we, you know, find more regenerative ways and, you know, the, the brewing process, you have a lot of wasted mass at the end of it. Now, what do you do with that wasted mass is, you know, the question, you know, I think a lot of like the wasted grain, the wasted barley, like that stuff gets turned into animal feed, I believe in most cases, and then that'll go off and use as animal feed instead of, you know, instead of these places buying like grain from a farm that could be used somewhere else and creating more, and you know, creating more waste. Cat! Me pop smoke. Pop. Really? Pop smoke? I didn't name the damn cat. <laughs> um. No, 100% what you're saying. So I, I, what, I'm reading this book called Untapped, and it's supposed to be looking into the cultural elements of beer, and there's kind of a little bit of a bullshit element to it, but whatever. It's a bunch of research papers that have been compiled um, to talk about the craft beer industry. And one of the things that I was really enjoying about some of the earlier like chapters was the conversation around uh, a lot of your brewmasters, like, are self-titled brewmasters like there's no real certification like cicerone like that type of stuff like the that's a certification certifications but to actually brew there's nothing that really like says that you are a quote-unquote brewmaster except for that you've been in the game long enough and you've been able to do it right um right but as you're starting to see colleges actually implement these different type of um, classes and courses and certifications. I know Cornell has one. Like, there, there's a bunch of different universities um, that are making this a more concentrated effort, especially behind the science of all of it. I think what you're eventually going to see now, especially that we are more uh, environmentally con conscious people, is you're going to see an effort to be like, oh, what do you do with the water waste? What do you do with this, like these cranes? Like, do you just make it animal feed, or is there something more that can be done? What what can you do with the byproduct of Right. And I think that's the interesting thing to look towards the future. And what I do like about the craft beer industry is a constant effort to want to do better. I, I think they are willing and open to the conversations, but sometimes I don't think they are active enough into becoming a solution. They, yeah. I, I, I hear a lot of people sit back and say, well, we, we want to do better, but I don't know. I don't know personally how often they're going out to become better. Like we know we're wasting a lot of water. Let's invest in research and development. Let's, let, let's, let's take it to this extent. We're, we're trying to fight a battle for representation in the craft beer industry. Right. And that's something that's tangible. That's something that you can just go out and see for yourself very easily um the environmental impact because of how large the earth is because of how you know minimal impacts affect you know such big wide-ranging things and because of all of the mistrust in real science out there when it comes to the environment you have you have a situation where a lot of people don't care. And you think it's hard enough to, for these people to care about racial inequality 
why would they care about environmental protection when that's something that's even more abstract than the idea of racial equality? So it, it's, it's a battle. There's a battle to be, to be fought there, for sure. So it, it's going to be interesting to see because, you know, I think when, especially when you're talking about the fact that, oh, you know, we don't have these certi certified brewmasters or whatever. Okay, so that means they might be doing things extremely wastefully in, in an extremely wasteful manner in, in the attempt to brew something or craft some kind of art. You know what I mean? We're, they're not doing it to be as efficient as much as they're doing it for the love of the art and sometimes that can go against the environmental impact of it. You know, I kind of think in, in a sense, in that sense, it might even be, a, it might even be where you look to these larger brewery um, operations and see what they're doing and how their processes um, mitigate waste. That, that's probably where you want to go look first. And then how do we regulate it across the industry to say this is a standard you need? Because I, I don't know how much of that is actually there right now. I know there's a little bit of it there, but I don't know how, how much work is getting done on that end. And it is something, you know, to think about because, you know, the agricultural aspect of, of things is, you know, one where we kind of need to get – these food waste down. There's so much food waste, and and beer production is no, uh, no exception for that. Okay, one Harry just did a very good like quote that I actually like to spread craft beer. We must create more craft beers. I really enjoy that. That's a uh, wow. That might go down in history. Um, and then. Also, yes, we we did. Yeah, we did. That was that was question number one. We will you know what? I will cut out a section specifically for that and post it just so that you can. <laughs> but it was the first thing that we discussed because Raven, who is people, uh, brought that up. <laughs> what up, Manny? And uh, it's not it's not as messy as you might want to want it to be. Well. I can't stand <laughs> to spread to spread craft beer. What does it say? To spread, to spread craft, craft beers, beers, we must. Craft beer. <laughs> I all right. On to the next question. I because I, I wow. All right. So we're only on the fourth question. Right on. Thoughts on cryptocurrency hashtag Dogecoin surge. Hold the line. Hold the fucking line. Hit a dollar. <laughs> Look, I'm just asking. <laughs> if Doge hits a dollar, I'm I'm in a good place. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, crypto, but cryptocurrency, and I I've definitely told this story a million times, but it's like. You know, cryptocurrency is, is kind of the next thing. The issue is it's so volatile. But I'm just think back to this freaking kid my freshman year of college, douchey as hell. He's high as shit. And he's like, got to invest in 
Yeah. <laughs> man, this is a good point, man. You know, we, we all just put $5 in. We just put 20 bucks in, man. We'll be millionaires. We'll be millionaires, man. We're like, listen to this idiot right here. And then lo and behold. Low key, the whole point of Forrest Gump was talking about stocks. And then we invested in this fruit company. Tyler, you keep pronouncing stonks wrong. And I'm not going to stand for it. <laughs> um, my thoughts on the cryptocurrency? Fuck it. If we can, if you can hold the line, if you can actually like, um, is he a millionaire now? Is Forrest Gump a millionaire? He was a millionaire before he invested in these stocks, like stonks. <laughs> I think he's uh, asking for a high kid. I don't think he is. That's that's also a very fair point. Uh, but I don't know. Cri cryptocurrency is something that's always been um, had. All I will say is I have a cousin who is on the waiting list to get into Harvard. And when he was in elementary school, he invested in Bitcoin. Hold up, we're that old? <laughs> yeah. Bitcoin was around when he was in elementary school. Or maybe it was a little later than that. He shouldn't have been on the internet, like, using his parents' credit card. But, I mean, good job for him using the yeah, fucking credit card. Uh, it's better than the guy who sold it for, like, 10 pizzas. And he'd be, like, a billionaire now. But, yeah, I mean, if you can get into cryptocurrency... Uh, it's kind of that new wave because it's kind of like this thing that breaks barriers. It, it breaks national barriers and it's, you know, it, it, it provides an extra layer of security and this type of thing. It's, it's all about data and that, which it's, it's more as abstract of an idea as it is. <laughs> it's way more concrete than our real money now, which is just basically, ah, eh, we think you guys are pretty cool. This is how much you're worth your dollar's worth. Like, I, I, okay, so I sometimes forget the amount of episodes that we've done. Um, do we actually have that episode on money, or was that just like maybe a conversation that we had in private that should have been an episode? Money? No, we... Well, I think we did something on money. Maybe we did something. Somewhere. This is the problem with the show, is the fact that it is what we're going to talk about anyways. So sometimes the lines get blurred of, did we do an episode on that or did we just get drunk and talk about And then afterwards go, man, we should have recorded that. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm convinced I should just hire a team to follow us and record, like, what goes on. <laughs> oh, no, maybe not. But at the, at, at the same time, to wrap that up, like cryptocurrency is low key. Like honestly, it's more uh, it's more concrete than regular currency at this point. So I love trading it more than anything else because I can trade it. Bam! Now, like I have to wait for like the market to open up on something. So while I see something yeah. go up, I could go sell, and by the time that it goes sell, it, like it, yeah. And it, I don't yeah. know that much on it, like other than like Robin Hood, which I'm working my way to get off. So I think you do Fidelity, which is what I'm going to eventually transition to. I don't well, have that much in it anyway. The one thing with Fidelity, though, Fidelity doesn't allow you to trade cryptocurrency at all. 
they don't do cryptocurrency. So you should probably diversify your portfolio. I, I have somewhat of a dive. We've had this conversation in private. I'm <laughs> not going to do it. I'm not giving away my trade secrets online. Well, um, you're, you're, you sounded like the uh, Ron Swanson. <laughs> it's like, I have a certain amount of gold hidden somewhere. Right. <laughs> or do I? Or do I? Exactly. <laughs> it's strategic places around Pawnee. Or do I? Right. All right. Moving on to the next topic. Favorite breweries in Philadelphia. So I did a quick check. Um, there's a craft brew trail currently that they put together. And actually, that's how I found out about Chill Moody and about his involvement in the craft beer and how he got a brewery, uh, a beer with Dock Street. Um, so I'm on this beer trail and it's like 80 beers deep. But then I'm looking through it and it mentions Two Rivers. It mentions Sly Fox. I'm just like, and yeah, now you're kind of getting away like, from Philly. Philly's big enough that you didn't have to do this, and I'm kind yeah. of pissed off. <laughs> yeah, that's a little. That's that's a little. That'd be like that's like the opposite of when you're like from an hour and a half outside of the city, and you're like, yeah, I'm from that city. I'm like, that's like us saying we're from Philly. Right. Oh man. So Hung hit us up with the hard question: Duck Mary Kill. Um. And. Well, this is easy. You kill Ron Swanson because then I get all of his belongings. Or do you marry? No, because prenup. No, 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 no. You kill Ron Swanson because of the will. Oh, no. You are a genius. Kill Ron. Kill okay. Ron. And then it's, ooh. Oh, I will duck April, marry Andy. Done. Yes, I agree. <laughs> you can't kill Ron. He's like, Jason, in in this game, in this, game, in this scenario, they're all killable. It's a definite. You, you've you killed Ron. You get that yeah. shit. Yeah, it's already happened. Right. Okay. Wow. We're geniuses. Um, <laughs> We're evil genius now. Oh, I was about to say, favorite craft breweries in uh, Philly. Hanshot First is still one of my favorite craft beers, regardless of the issues that exist with Evil Genius, which once we set up that calendar, we can yeah. probably schedule an interview with them to talk yeah. about. Was this was this breweries or beer? Uh, it said breweries. It's favorite craft breweries. Okay. Um, so I, I would probably say for me... Obviously, I'm gonna go with uh, tired hands, probably. So, our, uh, kill Jerry. Jerry's not even in the conversation, but yes. <laughs> um, He's not even in the conversation, but kill Jerry. Yeah, no, Love City is definitely like really making very good headway with me in terms of being one of my favorites. Um, Roy Pitts, which is from Mechanic, mm. um, Carlisle area. Repits. They have a group pub here. I love them. So that that's also one of my favorites. Um, as I said, Evil Genius. They're good. I'm trying to get into Dock Street just because uh, they made that effort to be a collaborative thing with, with Chill Moody. So that was pretty cool to see. Punch um, Buggy. 
I did get some punch buggy beers. They're not bad. Like I, I, I did get a chance to check them out. So you know what's interesting about punch buggy? They are brewed and packaged by Stable 12 in Phoenixville. Oh, nice. Nice. Because when I tell you they are a microbrewer, like a nano, they are nano. They are a little garage, right? Uh, so that That's was cool. Um, I can tell you I don't really fuck with Urban Village. Never had Urban Village. And that's uh that's kind of the thing with me. Like I really haven't sampled Philly's craft beer scene all that much. Well, look, I'm here now, so you might as well come down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm more. I I've sampled more of southeastern PA and as a whole. Right. Probably not so much Philly. Yeah, there's a good like. Okay, so separatists uh, is in South Philly. It's like in the Passyunk area, but they are they're from Easton. Like from how I know them, they were uh, Soul. It was Soul before Soul became separatist, and um, which is right on that river. It's like right when it goes yeah. to like Phillipsburg or whatever. They're right yeah. there. So you come across the bridge, and they're right off to the right. Uh, nice. so I was walking. Okay. I was in passing, and I was like, oh, oh, shit, I know them. The guys with a sticker nice. on my fucking cabinet. Like, I know them. <laughs> and then uh, there's the good old-fashioned Yards. Yards is attached to Target. It's what? It's attached to Target, the Target that I go to. So, like, really? I mean, you can't get to it through Target, but it's the same building, and it's just, like, I'm becoming more and more tempted. I mean, I don't dislike Yard's beer. They're kind of like the they're kind of like the Sam Adams of Philly beer, you know? Yeah, exactly. Not and bad. You can consistently produce it, so kudos. Yeah. Kudos to the yards. Um, but yeah, tired hands for me is the one. Okay, so this might be the last Hungdo question. 2021 Lunar New Year resolutions goals, which is tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I don't really it, do resolutions, man. I was going to say, is there a difference between like our New Year's and the Lunar New Year? Like, what is there a difference between the goal setting? Because I don't do resolutions to begin with. But is there, like, is it supposed to be specified more into, like, this type of goal setting? Or is it just, again, a, a general, like, question? Um, get more guests on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Get more guests. Figure out the mic situation over here for me. Yes. And uh, that's about it. Yeah. All right, cool. This one from Beers and Bars. His resolution to get to Philly to beer with you. Yeah, exactly. There we go. That's right. That's, I'm that's Philly, it. bar hop with me, Studio B. I have an air mattress. We're all good. <laughs> We're all good. Ah, where the money resides. But life in general. No, I, I, I think I live every single day to be a resolution. Like, I don't know. 
Oh, did you read that on a fucking postcard? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> right here on the wall, there's a cat hanging onto a cliff. <laughs> and it says, pull yourself up from the bootstraps. Oh, my God. Uh, no, I, I, I really... If I get any type of value out of the day, that's great. If I don't get value out of the day, that's also okay. I, I think that's one of the most important things is we, we look at resolutions, we look at goal settings uh, as a huge, as a um, huge, as a <laughs> big part of our everyday lives. But I, I think we don't allow ourselves, and we talk about this on the show a lot, we don't allow ourselves grace. We don't allow for days just to be days, for 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 things not to be productive. So am I happy with the productive days? Absolutely. I try to have a productive day. More often than not, because I was raised as a capitalist, right? Yeah, I kind of think like the the way things are going, everything, like what is it? Everything has to be a hustle now. Everything you do has to be a hustle. It can't just be like a hobby or something you just do for the enjoyment of it. It has to be some type of money making venture or set you up somehow in a networking way. Like, Which you know what I mean? I have to thank you for because you helped me come back to reality a lot with the, with the podcast because a lot of our conversations or a lot of our phone calls would be like, yes. Yeah, so if we just do this, we could really go down this lane and I think it could be profitable for us. And let's do the research over here to see how much we should be doing and uh, all this other stuff. And you help like bring me down to reality. We're just like, ah, you know, I'm not really trying to get paid off of this. I'm like, you're absolutely right. Like this is 100% an enjoyable thing, which we happen to be able to do some things that have brought in money. But also it'd be great if we got paid off. Also it'd be great if we get some money. And if you're on here and you want to give us money, give us money. Um, uh, but no, I, I think that's the reality of it. It's just like, back to the question. Go down in history. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is amazing. But goal, get to Chicago to do an episode of All Side. Did you pin it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? We're moving on to the next one. I can't stand this. Um, oh, the Beers and Bars was the um, your most fun podcast you've recorded so far. It hasn't been released yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm agreeing with that. Or, or uh, uh, let's see. Savannah's episode was a hell of a lot of fun. Hilarious. Steven's episode was a hell of a lot of fun. Basically, Marquise's when we're on them, huh? Marquise's episode was a lot of fun. What I am hearing is whenever someone's on the show, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Not to say that doing shows with you isn't fun, but come on. Right. The more the merrier. I think that's the whole point. That's the communal aspect of craft beer for us, too, is the... <sighs> is drinking with people having these conversations. And that's what made the idea of the show so excitable for, for us was like, oh, this is so fun to actually have these conversations that could be had 
not that our conversations could be had in a like collegiate college uh, classroom setting, but I, I don't know. Like we talk about some really interesting topics, but to do it over beer makes it a little more like relaxed and digestible and like being able to talk about colorism, but like over beer. I've always appreciated. Uh, we we talk about this often. Therapeutic, this show for for both of us. Um, and I'm hoping as our team grows, it's therapeutic for everybody. Uh, yeah, I I just I really do have fun on every episode. And the the episode that I'm referring to that hasn't been released yet is our mix and match episode where we decided we've been talking about conversations for almost two years now. And we really do need episodes that help us unwind, like unwind, relax. And that was the cool thing where we got to have six different beers and just really just navigate from topic to topic with no like agenda. No yeah, I think that was really cool. And I, I think we need to allow that to happen. So as much as we have fun talking about heavier conversations, being able to just relax at the same time. <laughs> All right. The second question comes from Alsa. Second question. The next question. Alsa. <laughs> the, gorilla, the gorilla glue girl and the response to it. We answered it. <laughs> Go back and listen. <laughs> see, it, see, see item one. Right. All right. Per our previous email. As per my last email. Yeah, next one absolutely. is yeah. Next one is top five favorite sours. Mm. That's from Sabrina. I went to IEP with her. She is a Philly native, I believe. And she might be on the West Coast now. But anywho This um, is where I have to uh go to this is why I pulled up my untapped so that I could just start looking. Oh, okay. So I went to Sours, uh, and it was the other other Sours, because there's like five categories. Yeah, and I'm looking through them uh, one by one, although the first one that came up for me here was Sour Murder and River from Pizza Boy. I gave that a five. Uh, so. Sour Monkey has a five. Ooh, Sour Monkey's pretty good. 99 Problems, but a peach ain't one. <laughs> has a five let's see uh where you said you you're you're looking under your sour other yeah let's see here sour other i have 14 let's see i have 12 sour monkey sour hound from roy pitts four at four and a half sour mother pucker I gave Sour Hound a four. Okay. Uh, I gave. Did, did you uh, did you have a sexy mother pucker from Weyerbacher? Uh, I don't see it. Four and a half. Cola Sour, you can't beat the Unreal Thing by Evil Twin. I looks like I gave them a four seven five. Wow, for you, that's crazy. I'm telling you, I've had some amazing sours, apparently. 
Ooh, Funky Monks from Wirebacher. Turp test number three from Shaler Brewing Company. Two and a half. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's on brand. Wait, how about a, <laughs> how about this uh, raspberry watermelon sweet tart from Rotunda? Is that something we had on the show? No. That was good. Rotunda is your like central PA. Like if you got to get to breweries in central PA, you get to Troves, you get to Rotunda. Yeah. Now um, this March of Progress sour ale that I got out of got from Taver Taver, whatever it is. One of my first like Tavor boxes that I did, I did the review, and it was like. All right, I'm doing reviews from Tab Tab Tabber Tarver. <laughs> Harvard? What? Harvard. Harvard sent me a box of beer. Um, so Sabrina, if you're watching or if you see this later, uh, yeah, like I I think sours is one of those things where it's just like you, you gotta give it a try and see what happens. There's so many like Berliner Weiss or whatever, like jelly donut shits. Um, those are amazing. Like the, I think imprint is actually in like Lansdale or somewhere like nearby Philly area that is known for their sours. You got to check that out. If you're in the Philly region, amazing. They, they do a really good job. Um, imprint was, uh, we had imprint was one that we had on, uh, on the show yeah. with Corey, right? Right. That it was, was like, that like, pure a. Yeah, they do a lot of that kind of stuff. Just like, it's almost like a, a smoothie. Had my most face sour ever in Keeper Undertow Brewing Kelp and Blackberries. So Ooh, fave. Um, yeah, so I, I had a sour beer on one of my beer reviews that um, I did. The, it was like the Warhead. Oh, oh, Hermit Thrush. Hermit Thrush, of course. Sour. Hermit Thrush. Fire and they have like 30 different variations. Fire, just if you're gonna do a sour, try Hermit Thrush, they do them well. Ooh, 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 this is this is definitely one of the top for me. It's Raspberry Breeze Turbine from Energy City Brewing. Oh, off the Taver Tavor. Oh, you know who has a really good one? It's like the Ick Bin Jelly Donut. It's the, it was the joke because it was the Ick Liebe. JFK fucked up some like statement where he was saying he is a Berliner, but he called himself a jelly donut. <laughs> Harry gets the reference. I guarantee you Harry knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, there <laughs> but, you go then. But they have a really good, uh, they actually made it into like a beer float. Like they put ice cream into it, like, or Sherbert or something. It was really good. Easton. Nice. Easton, check out two uh two rivers. <clears throat> yeah, they're they're great. Okay. Um the the one last thing like for me with like doing these sours is just like sour can mean so many things in terms of like style breakdowns because you have your wild ales that are technically like all sour and then you do tart stuff with fruit beer and something could be called a fruit beer and it's still tart and sour. So it's like where does it begin? Like, 
it's kind of like and it's kind of like the NBA. We're playing positionless basketball here. What's right. that? So I got so, like a good. Martin. I got like a good seven to fifteen minutes. I don't know. Whatever, whatever. Uh, last two questions though. Okay. And these are both curveballs. I wow. Uh, I wasn't ready for either of these. What beer would you pair with the impeachment trials? Oh, I, I, I haven't something. I, I would I would personally say something dry. Something dry. I, I know exactly which beer. What beer? Blithering idiot. Weyerbacher, we're going back to Easton. You win. Blithering idiot. You win. You win the things. All of the things you win. On to the next question. I would personally do, actually, I would personally do anything that has to do with an orange. (laughs) That's a good answer, too. Oh, great. All right, next question. How do you both feel about the vaccine? Chris, I think, you know, this is a really good question because I went right to you when the option for me to get the vaccine popped up. And so how do we feel? I have it. I have the first round. I'm waiting to get the second round uh, early March. But uh, I went. I just found out that I am in an elevated group because I am, in fact, obese. <laughs> which <laughs> which is apparently enough to get you into a higher group now. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, at, at any rate... Um, you know, there's a lot of information that gets thrown out and a lot of mistrust in vaccines and, you know, what? do your own reading and whatnot, but, like, at the end of the day, like, sit back and really think about what it is that these different conspiracy theories are trying, like, what endgame is there in some of these these ideas that you know, these nefarious ideas, like, you know, is, like, is all of that what you're saying worth it? Oh, (laughs) Uh, no, like, just to piggyback off of that real quick, it's, like, what I brought to you when I was talking about the uh, vaccinations was, you know, there's definitely, like, mistrust in the Black community when it comes to vaccinations and these different things that are going on, especially like trial periods, especially because we're talking about inco- uh, yeah. incarceration again. So, and it's like, fair. That, it's fair because of the history. You have the Tuskegee thing, you have what University of Penn, if we're looking into Philadelphia, you're talking about what you did to inmates. Like, there, there's very valid reasons for there to be mistrust in this. And, and you know what? I was fine. I was like, oh, you have an opportunity for your vaccination. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I'll go for it. And then my my, my boss essentially was just like, ah, and he brought up all those things. I was like, fuck, like, you're telling us to go get it, but, like, that you're also, like, hesitant about going in again. I was just like, you're supposed to be leading me towards this, and now you have created this sense <laughs> of doubt in my mind. 
And I was just like, fuck, like, like, that, that's very real. Cause I was at a UPenn who put on an exhibit about the UPenn experiments. Like, I was just like, fuck, like, right. Like, what, what is that mistrust? Like, now I know I have like a privilege of being like light skinned and very passable. Uh, and so, if my hair is lower, um, and but, but that being the reality is like, how do I trust the like the person on the other side not to pull from the black bin when giving me the vaccination? Yeah, it's it's a tough thing to get over because you know mistrust in the institution um, and mistrust in the you know the system as it is is very warranted given the history um, and even given current events too. But, you know, <laughs> a lot of the stuff isn't, a lot of this information isn't just coming out of the black community in terms of the mistrust with vaccinations. And, and none of, and, and a lot of the prevailing ideas have nothing to do with all of those things. In fact, many of the people that spout these things publicly and really push these ideas are people who either don't care about that history or they don't know about that history because they don't care about that history. So, so in that, in that sense, think about where these ideas are coming from and really look into them to you know, put yourself at ease in that sense uh, before going into something like this. But at the end of the day, like, you know, vaccination in itself is not this new science that they created to mess with us. This, this has been around for a very, very, very long time, this science. So just, just look into the history of just the science itself, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, with that, oh, all this being said... One last thing, one last thing. You can read the ingredient lists of all of these vaccines. So you can read them and look up what the things are. Right, and that was one of the things when they actually needed the vaccine is like, here's everything that's in it, but at the same time, like, do you trust them to actually tell you everything that's in it? Also, I think some visibility into these things is way higher than it was before, which helps. Yeah, exactly. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's hard, it, I think it would be harder for people to do these malicious things? Do I still believe the malicious things are happening? Yeah, because we even see, not malicious, but like, do I see like uh, exploitation of things happening? Yeah, because there were fucking like graduate students giving their friends the vaccinations. Like, like they, they weren't actual doctors for one, but like it, it, there, there's a lot that's still happening within at least America that is questionable um, in terms of even th these vaccines. So it's, it, it's, yeah. it's, get the fucking vaccine, fucking help. But at the same time, I'm not, I'm not going to judge those who are a little, who hold reservations, who are a little skeptical about shit. So on that note, I got to pee. This is the end of the episode. Thanks for joining in. And, uh, last thing I'm going to mention is we're going to probably be doing more of those like, Hey, send us questions. We will give you answers mm -hmm. uh, going forward. Cause this was a lot of fun. So yeah. thank you for, uh, for everybody that did submit a question and until next time. Peace.